Audio Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield Dynamo and Average Arthur. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Football Daft, it's the Daftest Scottish Football Podcast around. I am producer John, and let's introduce the team, because we've had a couple of men sent <laughs> off. Uh, first of all, let's welcome one of the ugly sisters, and I'm not talking about Celtic or Rangers for any unknown <laughs> old firm fans. Uh, it is Bobina. How are we? How are I'm okay, mate, I'm okay. And let's... No, there's no one Bobina. else. Well, well, like Hibs and who me, like McGinn and who else? Hanlon getting sent off, man. The yeah. end of Jack Ross's tenure. There's no no Gredo, there's no Toll. Right. Then we had you and drafted in and fuck knows where he is. So here's the crack, right? So Gredo was meant to be on and then he has to get he got called away to switch on lights around Scotland <laughs> with the radio show. I don't know what's going on there, but he went, Oh mate, oh I'm doing I've got to switch on lights. But do you know what's happening with the uh, in, in in Gredo's defence, obviously I've been spending a lot of time with him. I know what's going on here with these switch, these Christmas light switch ons. If we we'll use the term loosely, it's not as if it's George Square. Is it? Is he getting? Now, am I getting this right that he's just going into people's offices and he's, and, get, he's getting sent out to like workies yards, fucking doctors' offices, right? <laughs> Vets, fire stations. <laughs> and he's done. <laughs> he told me a funny story the other day where him and his partner in crime, is it Crofty in it? They two yeah, turned yeah. up to a, was it like a, it was like a builder's yard in the East End near Park Heath in Glasgow. And they turned up, he's going to hate me for telling this, but he turned, he turned up. And maybe they knew who they were or what they were there for. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Crofty started getting pictures. Wanted to start going, right, who's for photos? And everybody's like, who the fuck are you? Great <laughs> Gradle would have had his phone out though, wouldn't he? I've seen. Oh, look, okay, this is me on uh, two doors down. IMDb, look, I've got a page on IMDb here. That's pretty. <laughs> have you what's it, football daft? Have you? <laughs> You're a fan of the wrestlers? You're a fan of two doors down? <laughs> I'll tell you something. He's, he's shattered. He is shattered because he's Aww. doing that. He's doing the radio show. He's jumping about switching lights on everywhere. Then he's coming to do the panel. So fair play to him. But yeah. he is. He, he, he's on call and it's, it's, he's like a he's like a guy who's on call that keeps getting called out. Do you know what I mean? That, that's what it is. That was yeah. hey, Chris Toll can't be here because he's moving house, so he's got a yes. excuse. Uh, so he can't be. Here. I dined out in that excuse for about three months, didn't I? So yeah, right uh, that you did all right uh, that. And then we drafted in Ewan Cameron, who was obviously on the show last week. Now he's just hit us five minutes before we started <laughs> with. There's a power cut uh, in my street, and I don't know what's going on. Um, so he he's done this thing. That, I don't know if any of your mates do this, but Grado certainly does. Where they're late for something, or they're maybe you know they pull an excuse. So what they do is they double down on their excuse, right? So you messaged us and says, um, "There's a power cut in Madison. 
I don't know what's going on. My Wi-Fi's down. Uh, and then there's alarms going off in the street. And then he's basically doubled down by then looking, going on to the Madison like Facebook page, then grabbing lots of people saying, anyone else have a power cut in Madison? And then he sent me about three uh, screenshots of anyone else up at Madison got a power cut. Mine's is still off. Yep, ours is still off. Yes, in Rumford as well. Still off in California Road. Now, my question to you is... Are these screenshots that he's got in reserve for such a thing? can't be arsed doing something. Grado does that. I think Grado, when you go into Grado's camera roll, he's got like, he's got a, I think, now you can put your 40s into like wee sections. Yes. I think he's got an excuse section where he's got so many images of traffic jams when the M8 and all that. Yeah. And he sends you that. Absolutely. Like, I, like I, I used it once as well. Remember I done it? When, yes. Remember yes. I sent a 40... Was it a bed getting built in Maltus or something? That's right. That is right. I doubled down. I did. I doubled down. You doubled down. Now, I'm sure you've got mates that do this as well, if you're Aye. listening just now. Uh, my favourite one from Grado was, like, oh, it was an hour and a half late. I think it was one of the earlier episodes where we were interviewing Simon Donnelly, I think it was, and he was an hour and a half late. And, like... He sent a screenshot of, like, I'm stuck behind a tractor, a broken-down tractor on Stevenson. I sent a screenshot of a broken Mate, I swear in my fucking everything sacred I believe in, I've been sent that screenshot for him. <laughs> yes! Yeah. He's used that a few times. I think he uses that many, forgets what ones he sent to who. Because he's used that before, I'm telling you. There you go. So if you are looking for any excuses, there's a great bit of tip for you. Yeah, just get some screen grabs of the Madison power cut, uh, and then you can say, oh, my, I can't get involved. The power's down, da 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 and then just get some screen grabs, send them to your mates. You're out of the fucking jail. Um, right, so some comeback from last week. Uh, Stephen, you obviously weren't here. It was me and Toe. We've had a big discussion, obviously, the last couple of weeks about the CFAX and Teletext numbers. Yes, now they, I was it was disputed. We 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 landed on the fact that one four zero was the football on teletext, right? I see. Right, I, right. I, I would have said no to that. Right, Theo two has been certainly by Craig and Ross as the football pages, right? C facts. Yes, C facts. That was up for dispute. So that's not. I always thought like Channel three was like four something. Right, 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 right. That goes back into debate then. Uh, also, uh, we've had a tale of another sad hamster death, Stephen, off the back of the hamster deaths we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. We've had a few people coming in with hamsters. We shouldn't laugh. We shouldn't laugh. We shouldn't laugh. Another sad hamster death. God rest, bell toll, um, hamster. Mm-hmm. hamster that passed away, sadly. Um, but this one comes from Brian. He said his hamster was accidentally hooved up by his maw while it was run- running about outside the cage. Oh, that's bad. I don't know. Would, that, that... would that kill the hamster, though? Aye. Aye. Because it's not the sucky thing, it's the actual hoover. So they've been fucking... If it up the sucker, it would go boop. And you know hang up the sucky thing, but it would be all right. <laughs> I think it'd be all right if it went up the... If it was like a Henry hoover, you think it would... Aye, I know, but I... no, no, it would kill you, wouldn't it? Aye. Those fucking Dysons and those sharks. I think the, the, the shock alone. Yeah. The shock Aye. alone. Well, Speaking of shock, right? Right. I've just moved in, obviously, a few months ago into this house, right? Mm-hmm. We're getting tiling done uh, in the kitchen. Now, for like a splashback and all that jazz, right? Mm. So the guys put the tiles on the wall, but the sockets can't go back on because the screws are too wee now because I've got a tile there. So I ordered longer socket, uh, longer screws 
to put in the sockets. So I'm going to do it as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, right? But you fed these yourself? What? But you these yourself? I fitted the sockets back on, aye, right? Oh, so yeah. nine, right? So I've went round four, five, six, seven, eight, came to the penultimate one. Right. I haven't switched it off. All right. I put my finger in. Have you ever seen What Women Want with Mel Gibson? <laughs> hey, I swear to God, I thought I was going to die. My fo- I was going to say, ah, my fucking get the shock in my life, man. Honestly, I couldn't move. Wow. Honestly. It was fucking, it was, so that shock nearly killed me. Do you know what I mean? So a wee hamster getting hoovered up would kill, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, I'm lucky to be here. Well, listen, that I would have let you off for that excuse. You wouldn't Aye. have had to send me a picture of you in hospital with your fucking head, higher standards was, up on end, you know what mate, I mean? I went and looked at myself in the mirror after it to see if I was all right. I shot myself, honestly. Shot uh, myself. So, update from you and Cameron, who's just messaged me with another screen grab. Fuck. This is, now, this is coming from uh, Power Notice, the spenergynetworks.co.uk, <laughs> right? So he's got a list of all the postcodes across Falkirk that are without energy. Uh, so he's basically saying it's the entire town of Falkirk. This should be, I should be able to clarify this. Now you're in Falkirk, you know? I'm, I'm in Larbert, see, I'm uh, in the oh, side of Falkirk, so... I was at a spa in Falkirk the other day. Oh, were you? Inch, inch something. What was in, the name of it? Inch. inch. What? what? You were at a spa. Oh, in Shira, the in Aye, in Shira, that one. Aye. Yeah, cool story. Um, right, <laughs> let's move on then and get into the football. Yes, been happening. Well, we've come to air on Thursday, the 9th of December, and just this morning, Jack Ross has been pumped from Hibs a week before he was due to lead them out in the Scottish League Cup final. Uh, they're seventh in the league uh, at the moment, eleven points off third. I think it's four points nine. I'm, I think I heard that right, um, and got they obviously got beat um, last night in the league as well. So John Potter's also left, and David Gray, the cup-winning captain, has taken temporary charge of the team against Celtic, and probably will be there. I don't know. I've, I'd imagine they'll try and move faster on it to get someone in before the league cup final, but bit of a shock, eh? Well, right, here's my thing on it. I've been thinking this about Hibs for the past few while now. They're turning into Aberdeen. Right. They only play against us. They only turn up against us. See, the way I've seen them playing against us in the past couple of years, see if they played like that against fucking Livingston last night, against Celtic, against whatever. They're turning into like the fucking modern day Aberdeen, the way the old fucking mantra would be Aberdeen only play four times a season. That's the way Hibs are. They're fucking, they're, I, I'm raging that they beat us in that cup semi-final because they are fucking honking. They're terrible. But they, I mean, I don't, I think for the outside looking in, a lot of people shop, but my um, father-in-law is a hip supporter. He said since the start of the season, we have no played well. You know how they went, they went, had a great start to the season, Hibs, you know, mm-hmm. and they were up there. Um, right. He says, I have no idea how we're up. They were playing shite. And mm-hmm. he was not impressed at all with what was what was happening. He said, fuck me. So, I mean, it seems that it's all kind of, the cards have come tumbling down. A, bit. a lot of people pointing the finger at Ryan Porch just saying they're sending off against Rangers is what turned it. Um, so, how can that? I mean, they, I think the the troubles were there before that, fuck's sake. The league... Their league run was really poor. They weren't they, they weren't getting results week in, week out, and you're going, right. I don't think Portis getting sent off the fucking who got sent off last night? Was it McGinn and fucking Hanlon? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I th- obviously you go like that, right? McGinn and Hanlon last night, you start looking going, do the, the players, are they losing their discipline? Do they, do they want to play for the manager? I don't know. I think Jack Ross comes across as quite a nice guy. I think he comes yeah. across as quite a decent manager. He did a good job. I think he was cruelly, he was dealt a cruel hand at Sunderland as well. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know. I don't know. I just think they're just no very good. <laughs> I mean, the, the players have got there as well. Um, so, yeah, I would tell listen, I wonder if Jack Ross would be up for the Falkirk job, do you think? Home boy, he's his hometown, Falkirk boy, Falkirk boy. Mate. Mate. Well, mate, did he get the sack for Sunderland? Uh, yes, he did. Right, so he's had the sack for Sunderland, he's had the sack for Hibs. Where else has he been? Then obviously he made his name at St Mirren. Mirren. Did he not get a manager of the year when he was at St Mirren? So he made his name at Alloa, went to St Mirren, Sunderland, then Hibs. Um, what's it? I'd go on Falkirk board, see if you can get Jack Ross in the door. That would be tremendous. I don't think it will happen, though. Um, let's talk uh, about the Rangers situation, Stephen. The hokey-cokey of European fixtures. You're in, you're out, you're shaking it all about. Um, at the so, Leon, the situation, we talked about this in Rangers staff. Go and listen to that if you haven't already, if you're a Rangers supporter. Uh, but, yeah, for everyone else, they were allowed, basically, they were allowed to go to Leon. Then on Monday they weren't. Then on Tuesday they were. And now everything's up near. You see you've got a few mates that have just been left in the lurch. Aye, a couple of guys I know that are gone that can't go now because obviously work reasons, they get told they can't go now, they're told they can go. So, mate, I think obviously, like, the authorities in France must have known this. What is it, a festival? Must have known this was happening, right? This this has obviously been known, so I don't understand. I'm just the only saving grace here is, it's a shame for people that can't go now, that we're gone, but the only saving grace I've got here is, is nothing's really riding on this game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it wouldn't be the best uh, preparations for it, do you know what I mean? But I don't know, it's, it's, it's a shambles, but it's a bit of shambles. You go, it's terrible, like so many people that have went and paid for flights and tickets and then went, no, you can't go, then the cat have went, right, I need to work now with my mate, going, right, I'm working, now they're getting told they can go, and my mate's gone, I can't get away from work now. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's, it's, a, it's an absolute shambles. I know, I know. Uh, but like you say, it's a rubber game, so it, it doesn't really matter, does it? Um, yeah. Dundee United, let's talk about the Callum Butcher situation there at the weekend. Uh, he's been charged by the FA following the challenge on David Turnbull on Sunday. He got booked um, on the day, but on review, he's now been given um, basically the fast track to notice the complaint uh, after a panel of referees uh, heard it. And he's just come back off a two-match suspension and he's back into... Uh, <laughs> looks like I think it's not been settled yet, but... Um, Hatchet man, isn't he? They're looking. <laughs> well, I asked my mate who's a Dundee United supporter, Callum. I said, "Has he just been unlucky here, or is he a hatch?" I said, "He's a poor man's Alan Power," is what he said. <laughs> That's one of the biggest insults you could get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus. but um, it, it was a shocker, wasn't it? Uh, it was. It was. It was bad. Uh, I think obviously there's no complaints there. You've got to go right. The thing is, the referees obviously got it wrong at the time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So you're going. <laughs> It should have been a red card, probably. Uh, I just wonder if there would be any, I don't know, a wee, a wee panel just maybe looking at Kyogo's antics and all would be nice. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just, just to see 
obviously the blatant cheating that's going on there as well, trying to get men sent off and all that. Just just put it out there, John. Just put it out there. Do you know what I mean? Just you think you see the thing should be more of this. Like it doesn't seem to happen as much as it should, does it? No, and I, I'm I'm what I'm saying there about Kyogo's kind of tongue and cheek, but really it isn't it, isn't it? Because you go right if they're doing that for challenges that the ref's missing, right? The ref's missed that. Right. Yeah. Say we've not got VAR up here. Say the ref the referee misses that with Kyogo, right? Kyogo going down, carrying on with Suter, or say Suter gets punishment for that. I think the mayor this Kyogo keeps doing this. <laughs> this Kyogo, this Kyogo keeps doing this. He does, but mate, he keeps but mate, at Rangers you've had players like that as well. Well, I know, we have I, but I'm just going that cheating, see if that was a Rangers player, I'd be saying the same to now. It needs to stop because it's gonna he's gonna end up it's, it's going to cause fucking damage somewhere because he's blatantly trying to cheat. He's trying to get players sent off. Fucking suitors went there and touched him a tiny wee bit and he's went down as if he's been fucking shot. Do you know what I mean? And he'd done it a few weeks ago as well. I just want him out of this game at New Year. <laughs> <laughs> now it comes out. <laughs> Do you think someone like Cal McGregor or one, one of the Scottish boys will kind of take him aside maybe after seeing these things and go, listen, mate, you can... <clears throat> You would like to think so, I. It's embarrassing, man. Because Callum McGregor strikes me as a kind of old school professional, kind of doesn't really get involved in any nonsense. Very, very good player. Surely he's a seasoned pro at Celtic. He's been there for years. He's got to be going like that, like you're saying. Like, what are you doing, me, man? Come on. What are you doing? Because there's no denying the wee guy's quality. He's a quality, quality player. Yeah. But that tarnishes that a wee bit. Do you know what I mean? Even producer Ryan in the group chat tried to defend it. Come on, Ryan. I know you'll be editing this, but come on, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You will oh, not hear this probably on the podcast if Ryan's editing it, but there you are. Oh, um, right. So basically, you're just trying to get him out of the old fun game in New Year. That's what. Aye. Jota's struggling as well, isn't he? He's injured. Yeah, he looks like he's, he's going to miss it. Um, so that's like, according to Chris Dole, the two best players in Scotland at the moment. So. <laughs> Well, they're up. They're certainly up there. I mean, right, so I would say best players in Scotland this season, probably top four. I would go Jota, Kyogo, Aribo, and Tony Watt so far. I would go Aribo. Yeah, right, here would, we go. I would, I would go Aribo, Alan McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jota looks an absolute find, and I really hope Celtic don't get him on a permanent because. He looks a very, very good player, and him being injured is only good for us, don't it? Because we've got obviously after Tyne Castle, we've then got three home games in the trot. Celtic have got a couple of away games and the cup final. So if Jota's missing, it can only be good for us. Yep. Uh, let's talk. I guess we've got to talk about my team now. What uh, harm to use at the weekend? Oh, let's get on. Uh, it's pumped 6 now at the, the weekend off Queen's Park. Off the back of that, Paul Sheeran has left Falkirk now, and the new. Uh, Search has started for another manager. That'll be four managers in three, well, five if you include uh, Matt uh, Miller and uh, um, Cracks. So, yeah, it's not. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Danny Granger's taking an interim charge as we search for a new manager. We shall see who turns up. I quite fancy Brian Rice, I'll be honest with you. I thought you wanted Jack Ross. Well, I want Jack Ross, but that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Mate, his stock, his stock is falling, man. Keeps getting sacked, you never know. He's not going to go to League One, though, is he? You never know. You never know. Yes. Well, but, yeah. I, Would you take Brian Rice, eh? 
I would take Brian Rice. I would take Brian Rice. I think he he, he would do a job. He would come in instead of the ship and do a job. Yeah, mate. Yous honestly, are you going to end up in League Two? No, we won't end up in League Two. Uh, the evidence would suggest otherwise, mate. Well, yes, it would. I'm in hospitality this uh, Saturday. Um, it's oh, does that mean you're just going to get pissed and not watch a game? Uh, well, it's it's against Cove Rangers. I'm going to seek out Paul Hartley because he's to blame for all this fucking <laughs> shit. So, you heard the year first producer John is going to end up doing a weekender this weekend because he's going to get pissed and he's going to start a fight with Paul Hartley there we go it might happen it might happen so if you I'm not here next week you know why uh, right let's move on to the daft then right okay um, Stephen would you like to hear a, the world's funniest joke would you like to hear about a dog whose a dog whose owner was convinced he was dead or would you like to hear about the world's worst boss Nick, I'd like to hear about the world's funniest joke A dog whose owner convinced, was convinced he was dead Or what? The world's worst boss The world's worst boss What do you want out of the three? What drinks best? The dog one The dog one Go for it The dog it. one Nicholas, Stephen's wife, has spoken We're going to talk about the dog one So this is a Glasgow dog, Stephen um, This owner, right He comes down He finds the dog It's not well, Stephen It's not well he, So much so he basically has a vigil for poor old Spud. So basically, the guy Charlie Oliver threatening all day, seven-month-old Spud, he thought he'd eaten something poisonous. He was vomiting and he was left listless. The owner thought, oh, he's, he's gone. You know, very, very sad day for him. Then he discovered that Spud had eaten... 35 dental chews. He had found the shop in the big shop from Asda, got in amongst it, chewed open one of the boxes and ate 35 dental chews, leaving him in a food coma. So, so Spud was Danny's best impersonation, a Ewan Bremner's version of Spud in Trainspotting. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> He's been. <laughs> He's done. 35 dental sticks, poor Spud. Now, That's bodgy though, isn't it? I've got a great picture which we'll put on the video version if you're on that patreon.com store slash football daft of poor Spud looking guilty with the empty packet of oh, dental sticks. Is this the one you put in the, the plan? I've yeah, got it, I think. The one in the oh, plan. I see it. Nicola. There he is. That's a sh- Oh, poor Spud. His eyes still look a bit dodgy there, though. It does. It does. So this leads me to the question, and I was hoping you would have been on the podcast. What is the most you have ever eaten in one setting? Like what? What is one? This is made for Gradle, isn't it? This, is, this Gradle could win this because Gradle's diet is incredible. Gradle he, told me the other day, right? Right. Obviously, you're the same, John. Breakfast, you're on the breakfast show and Clyde and all that. So he said, "What was it?" He said, "Right, it got up." I think he said it had was it a Burger King, right? Then when he finished, he got a McDonald's. And then later on, he got a lasagna. <laughs> right. Right, I think, I'm pretty sure it was something along the lines. And this was before 12 o'clock. This was before, like, fucking two in the afternoon or something, right? So I think he he would definitely win this. Myself, I don't... I feel guilty. Me and, my, me and Nick, I feel guilty if we have, like, a McDonald's and then, like, a Chinese. That's, like, eating a lot for us. Do you know what I mean? Like, going, right, that's... I'm not really... 
I'm not. I'm not really binge eaters. I've seen her because kind of like the third guest this week. She's like the third presenter this week. Yeah, listen, we should just get in there. Get her on. Get her on. We're missing her down. So I know. There's no you and Cameron. There's no Crystal. There's no Grado. There's a power cut. There's a power cut in Falkirk, according to Grade. Don't uh, ask Nicola who she, th- who she fancies for the Hibs management job. Who do you think she get the Hibs management? Who do you? Well, you'll get. There's Derek McInnes, there's Alec Neil, there's. I don't know who else would you say? Kim Thompson? Kim, I think that's a good shout. I was told said that, wasn't it? Yeah. I think that's a good shout, by the way. Uh, no, but mate, eating wise, you need, we need Grado for this. We need Grado. We'll, bring, uh-huh. we'll come back to that. We'll circle back to this next week. And if you let us know, actually, on Twitter, Football Daft Pod, what is the most you've ever eaten? Because I think Grado will be able to beat everyone hands down. Oh, aye, aye, definitely. But please tweet us. If you're listening to this, please tweet us. What is the most you've ever eaten one day? Because everyone has that day where they've just eaten everything. And aye, I, aye, I'm aye. pretty confident that Grado's just going to say, oh no, I beat that, I beat that, and we'll find out next week who. who aye, who. definitely. Can you beat Grado for the world title of eating? This is the question we're asking on Football Daft this week. Anyway, mm. so that's the Daft story for this week. Uh, later, we'll be playing for pies in the player profile playoff. On the big question, Stephen, this debate kicked off with Mr. Cameron last week. The best mm. number nine. Who oh, is I it? love this. I love this question. Oh, I, love it. I love it. I think we could talk about this. I, would, I think we could talk about this that much that I'd miss my show tonight. Right, okay, we'll get into that a bit later on. We'll reveal the last week's swankiest moments with Elder Adler Tonic Mind. We'll get a new one for you to vote on. Grado is not here, but I have three riddles, and Stephen, it's just you so, so this could take some time. Oh, in game some time. I'm the worst at this as well. Get Nicola to help you with this, all right? You need to get involved in this as well, right? <laughs> Jesus. And on teammates, take a bow, son. It's Andy. Andy Gray. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Right, it's that time to give a big shout out to our loyal sponsor, G4. Now remember, if you've been in a road traffic accident and you're not at fault, G4 Claims can make it easy for you. They can provide you with the complete accident management support you require. They'll recover their costs from the at-fault party. Sort you out with a like-for-like vehicle replacement. They'll also organise your vehicle to be repaired at one of their approved body shops and return to you should your vehicle be deemed a write-off. They will recover the pre-accident value for your car and write you a big fat check for it. And best of all, it won't cost you a penny. They charge the at fault insurance direct. G4 claims don't cold call, they don't buy data, and once they've processed your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed. And the best thing is, Nicole and the team over there won't take on your case if they don't think they can help. So, if you've been in a road traffic accident or know someone that has, get on to G4 claims on 01698 767 172. That's 01698 767 172. Get them at notatfaultclaim.com or find them on social media at G4 Claims Limited. G4 Claims, not at fault claims. Mid-easy. It's the Football Daft Open Line, the open line where anything goes. Does Hearts still have a chance of winning the title, Stephen? No. No. Ahead of the weekend game, right, okay. Uh, after What else has happened? I mean, should Leon Fiasco, we should be talking about that. Shambles. Absolutely shambles. And who should replace Jack Ross at Hibs? Neil Lennon. Oh, there's an early shout. Do you think that could happen? I think it would be fucking hilarious if it did. 
But uh, no, I don't think it will. I don't think it It'd will. be like that Alan's Alex Salmon picture you see for he's sauntering back into Parliament. There's fucking Lenny sauntering <laughs> back into Easter Road. Um, listen, um, open line. We, we've invited someone on this week because I'm really interested in this story. It went viral at the weekend, Stephen. I don't know if you see, saw this, uh, but it's a man called Kieran. Kieran, tell Stephen Purden why you went viral at the weekend. Um, basically, we done something a little bit different. Um, the idea was that we're all, me and my group of mates, we're all from Dundee, and we decided to go to Perth train station, um, purely because it's very central. And basically, our night out was decided where the first goal in Scotland was scored. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, turned out it was Queen's Park, and so we went to the uh, south side of Glasgow. We um, rocked up in Perth with nothing more than a, uh, a bag of clothes and some beers, and, uh, yeah, had to then book trains, hotels, and all that on route. So, so yeah. See, that's class. See, that kind of stuff, right? Obviously, air Christmas time and all that, I'm really busy doing partner. I don't get time for anything. See that, mate? I'm so jealous of that. That sounds absolutely brilliant. So... When the goal, where, where were you when the goal got scored? Um, we're in the, a pub called the Sandyman in Perth, and yeah, we kind of went there. We went there quite sharp, to be fair. We we arrived there maybe quarter past eleven. Had a, had something to eat, had a couple of beers and that. Watched the Chelsea West Ham game, and then kind of waited on the three o'clocks coming in. And uh, yeah, if you've never done it before, the the, the kind of five minute wait till the first goal was the most nerve wracking thing. <laughs> In the world, because you could end up in Sranrar, uh, you could end up in Dingwall. And you could have just stayed in Perth? Yeah, well, luckily enough, the, the Ross County and St Johnson game got called off. That's right, yeah. Um, aye, so right. Perth was kind of ruled out. Dundee were playing Rangers, um, so we kind of thought, well, we're not heading back to Dundee. Um, and then <laughs> Celtic were playing United on the, the Sunday. The Sunday, well, so, aye. Uh, so we're kind of hopeful that we weren't heading back to Dundee, or then luckily, obviously, the St Johnson game got called off, so we weren't kind of staying in Perth. So we knew we were going somewhere. So where did you stay in the south side? Uh, I can't remember what it was called. My mate booked it, and by that point, by the time he'd booked it on, we were well on our way. So I think it was part of, was it Smith's Hotels or something like that, that group? Right. Um, but the homeless had like a main office almost, and then we kind of got put to like one of their sub kind of places, um, which was kind of almost in like a wee kind of tenement block. And uh, yeah, we kind of ended up there, and then yeah, had a few couple of beers in there, and then uh, yeah, headed out to Fair Hill because I think that's where the game was played. Um, and then obviously, I was going to say, you do realise that Queens Park aren't in the south side at the moment? They play up at fucking Fur Hill, yeah. Yeah, so well, that's we got true, actually. Ah, uh, yeah, we got told that, so we kind of thought, well, we'll go there because um, that's where originally they're from. So, but we thought we'll cover all bases. But we'll cover all bases. So we went to Fur Hill because that's where the goal was scored, and then we went to Hamden because that's. That, where they were playing so we went there as well and being a Dundee fan don't get many chances to go to Hamden so uh, so yeah <laughs> that sounds bro so did everybody make it was everybody still standing at the end of the night uh, no uh, one of my pals he kind of went a bit too hard uh, early doors but uh, he caught with us later on after a little kind of power nap um, <laughs> yeah, uh, caught up with us later on in the night but uh, but yeah so we, like I say it was an early start and a fairly early, early finish so, so yeah I think, no, we've been talking for a while, John, that we need to get a night out soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
to do it. I think this could be like a football daft, eh? because I think we should we should steal Kieran's idea, man. For I think this year. is a great in January. We have got a football daft Christmas night out. We can't do it because obviously Grado and Stephen are in panto. So this could be a good shout. We'll go to Glasgow, wait at Queen Street, and see where the first goal comes in. Sit in Sammy Dows and wait to see where the first goal goes in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, now, Kieran, you must have been shiting it though. Where did you not want to end up? I mean, if it was like, for example, Queen of the South, fuck, go to Dumfries. Oh. Uh, yeah, to be fair, I mean, obviously, quite a few boys on Twitter kind of engaged with that, and they were kind of saying, look, uh, you know, Cumbernauld's great for a night out, Coatbridge is great for a night out. Cumbernauld's good for a night out. So, well, that's what we're being told here. I've never been, so... I mate, mate, Kieran, I think people are ripping the James Bond out you, mate. I don't oh, think Cumbernauld's good for a night out, mate. Brilliant. So, so yeah, then people were then obviously on the flip of that saying, well... You don't know you want to end up in, well, Sunrara, I think, is quite tough to get to. Dingwall's quite tough to get to. And I think Kelty was the other place that was kind of mentioned, you know, try and avoid there if possible, because I think there's only one pub and no hotel. So uh, <laughs> said you might be ending up with a, a crate in a field was kind of, I think, one of the tweets I got. Um, <laughs> so, so fair enough. But I think we were kind of, I'll say lucky, obviously, Queen's Park scored first and then seconds after that, Stenny scored and then seconds after that, Kelty did score. Oh. So it was honestly, we were waiting for about five minutes and then back to back to back, the those teams scored. So, so yeah. I mean, if you'd end up in Stenny, I'd, I'd tell you, it's slim pickings in Stenny. I come for Stenny, it's slim pickings. But um, <laughs> what, was the, what was the reaction like when the goal went in then? Because you didn't realise you are going to hit off to Glasgow. Yeah, to be fair, we were delighted that it was Glasgow. We didn't... Um, just short of two years ago, just before COVID, we ended up in Hamilton um, when I think it was a guy Ockampo, I think he's in was scored um, right. against against Hearts. So we, we went to Hamilton that time. So the kind of state that neck of the woods was was decent. Um, but to be fair, there was a lot of people on Twitter were saying, "Oh no, we think the goal's been ruled out." You know, hold off. Um, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" So I think the betting sites had kind of taken it down. Sky Sports app had taken it down. We were kind of going on the video printer of Sky um, Sky Sports News. That was kind of where we thought would be, be best to go. So uh, yeah, so there was a there was a VAR check, so to speak. Um, as we were walking to the train station, but then it came through all good. So so yeah, we went to unfortunately. We Unfortunately, I support Falkirk, and there was fucking five more goals to come after that. So, um, you're, you're a Dundee man. Let's talk Dundee. Uh, what are you hoping for the season? I mean, you are in decent form at the moment. Um, yeah, decent form at the minute. Um, to be fair, it's been a bit of a, a roller coaster up and down. You know, we kind of we've, we've been playing all right. Um, to be fair, I go kind of most home games, most away games. Um, we've been playing okay, but just maybe not getting the results. And then we've had a couple of shockers, like for example, against Ross County, but then, you know, follow up with, you know, a couple of decent performances at home against like Aberdeen and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was a, uh, Motherwell the other week, you know, played really well. So, yeah, it's been up and down, roller coaster. I'm, I'm doing the hokey cokey with McPake. He's either in or he's out. I can't quite make my mind up. So, <laughs> so yeah. What I mean, we 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 do an offshoot podcast called Rangers Daft, and we're talking about Lee Griffiths. Uh, that was going to be my next question, man. That yeah, was yeah. Kieran. What, I, what is your views on him? Is he a your fan? Uh, I mean, I've got um, you know a good, that's a good connection. You know, he he, he was obviously a Dundee hero the first time round um, before he kind of went down to Wales and before he kind of came back up here. So you know, there's a little bit of. I remember what he did for us the first time round, you know, because I think we had to sell him uh, an order basically to stay afloat. I think the first time he went, we were just going to administration for the second time in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit of that there. He, you know, semi kind of saved the club with the, the sell on fees and with the, um, you know, the transfer fees. So, I mean, this time round, I thought, wow, if we can get 
fifty percent of the player I know he is, um, then I, you know I'd be delighted. Um, but at the minute, I've, we're maybe not seeing that. He's going to go against Aberdeen, which was fab. Um, but to be fair, he's been kept out of the team by uh, Cummins and more recently, kind of Danny Mullins. So, yeah, kind of. I suppose the jury's semi still out. It was oh, you know, it's you know it's nearly January and the jury's kind of still out. So, so yeah. That, um, that that's what I said to John on Rangers Daft. I was saying, also you're saying you know the player he is and the player he can be, and obviously I do as well. Being a Rangers fan, I've been on the receiving end of it quite a bit his time at Celtic, but it's it's almost as if his application and his attitude. It's just it's all wrong. No disrespect to Dundee, but at his stage in his career now, he should he should still be at Celtic. Yeah, there is a little bit of that, I suppose. And I suppose there's a lot kind of going on behind the scenes that I I don't know and couldn't comment on. But yeah. I know he, that he knows McPake quite well from his time at Hibs and stuff. And I wonder mm-hmm. there if, you know, McPake's on the same look, come to us, maybe try and reinvent your career and then, yeah, maybe use us as a setting stone back to wherever he, you know, wants to go. So, so yeah, tough one, tough one. Aye, aye. Mm-hmm. I think he's will be safe this year, though, mate. I think he's will be safe as hussies, mate. I can't see he's gone down or anything, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like I say, I'm only mid twenties, and I've already seen three Dundee relegations and two administrations. So <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, it's hard yeah. to take. Hard to take. Mate, I'm, not, mate, I'm only twenty three, man. But look at me after what Rangers went through. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, uh, <laughs> around there. Eh? <laughs> okay, listen. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, brilliant story, and uh, we'll be stealing that for the football day. Hi, January. Yeah. No worries, guys. Have a bit. Have a good one. All right. All the best. Cheers, Keaton, mate. Thanks. After. Bye now. Let's move on to the next call on the open line. It is John, who's our Rangers supporter. Welcome to Football Daft, John. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for coming. Well, thanks for coming on, mate. Because the numbers are very low today. Yeah. We, need to, we need more bodies through the door. What's, What's it, happening? If you want to stay on for the rest of the show and cope with it, welcome. Um, I don't know, man. I've, I've set my wings up for their dinner. My missus is watching them do that, so I've got a bit of time on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Rangers, John. What do you want to say? Well, I was actually going to keep it a bit open, but since Toll's not here, I'm not going to elaborate on it for his sake. Um, it was more just a case, I don't know if you've covered it already, but looking at the sort of potential ties that you can get in the next round of the Europa League, oh. would, you rather, well, would you rather go for somebody like a Barca or a Dortmund, or would you rather take your chances with... Well, I was going to say Sheriff, but they beat Real as well, so you know. Never... Aye. See, I was, mate, it's weird, mate. Me and my pals were talking about this in a group chat last night, and <clears throat> I'm of the opinion it's all about the league this season. So I want to see, like, your Harans at Ibrox. I want to see the big guns coming. I, like my mate was saying last night, it has been a while since we had a team coming where you go, they've got a genuine superstar in their ranks. You know what I mean? So I would, looking at that, the new, I want Dortmund because I would love to see Harland. Because the guy just looks like an absolute fucking machine. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going like that. Whatever we get out of Europa after this, it's a bonus for me because it's all about the league. Uh, and let's be honest, most of the teams you look at, your, your chances are pretty slim against Maester, to be fair. Do you know what I mean? There's the odd ones there. I think I would fancy my chances maybe against Barca these days, the way they're playing. Do you know what I mean? But you're looking at. And run full pelt right into Calvin Bassey. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think that would shut the stadium. Don't think there'd be a fucking there'd be an alarm would go off and all that. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. But I'm kind of I bring the big guns, man. Bring Haaland and Dortmund and that. And I think obviously going to Dortmund as well. They're playing there. Is Germany is all Germany been closed those in a right? 
I don't know. I don't know. If the, the went... Bayern was down close doors against Barca last night, wasn't it? I wonder if it has went back on. But... It would. It would be great. It'd be a great away day as well. I think the Germans can be quite regional with it, but so they might shut down parts of Germany and they might just shut no shut down others. So I don't know. Uh, if what do you want, John? Do you want? I mean, a, a tie where you could maybe go through, or do you want to play the big guns? To be honest, I don't think there is a tie where you think, right? I'm going to, we're going to go through. There's nah. saying that, just, like you say, the ones that you go with Sheriff, but they're the first Moldovan team ever to get in the Champions League, and they beat Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. At the Bernabeu, I know. either Shakhtar or Inter or something like that. So they were in that group with Shakhtar, Inter, and Real, and came out a third. Which Aye. is that's no mean feat. Um, I was looking at the, the the ones that Celtic could potentially draw because I was anticipating Toll being on here as well. And, some of the ones they could get are not great, man. Like, like Spurs are sitting second in their group now. Aye, um, aye. I think they play teams that finish second in their group, I think. And you're looking at people like Spurs, Slavia, Prague. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not easy, mate. It's not easy. And it's why a lot of people gone Celtic, a couple of my mates gone like that. We were going and win that conference, and you're going, there's still some teams in there. Aye, exactly. Exactly. If the way, obviously, they, their groups finished the night, but Roma are still sitting and sitting in that group, so that they could potentially be in that draw as well. Jose, um, man, Jose. Oh, Jose coming back from the damage against Selic. I know, I know. I ain't looking at it, man. I don't, I don't know, maybe for the kind of romantic side of the, the final in Manchester, you could get Zenit as well. Do you know what I mean? Urban, where you go, we could get the aims. Is that this year? Yeah, they're in it. Zenit or third, die. Zenit are in it. Is the final in Manchester this year? No, I'm just saying of the final back then to play Zenit again. Do you know what I mean? Threatening the stars, man. Aye, never know, man. Never know. But do you know what? It's just good to be there, John. You know, it's good to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's, I mean, I guess, I mean, when you look at those sides, it's going to be tough. It's a tough ask. It is a tough ask to get through to the next round. But there's good, good money to be made. I mean, the Europa. League, there is decent money in there now, you know. Mm-hmm. So you just think, mm, well, that's the thing. The only thing the night gone on Rangers after the I don't really care about the night to be honest because it's a deep rubber. But obviously, for a financial side, if we get a victory tonight, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's more money going into the club as well. So, you know what I mean? It's all, it's all good. Is it 300 grand for a win or half a million for a win or something like that? Something like that, mate. Aye, so I mean, that's, that's, a, player, that's, a, that's, a, that's a player's wages, really, isn't it? Uh, that's John Sutter. Ah, there you go. I mean, that's John Sutter. Would you definitely take Sutter? Right now, mate, I probably, because I'm looking at it, can I rely on Bargain a lot? You don't know what Hollander's going to be like coming back. Bassey, playing centre-half, done himself. He's no done it. He's done himself justice in there. He's done really well. But I think for, I don't think he would come right into the team, Sutter, but... He's not a bad person to bring in if you want to just concentrate domestically, get this league one. He's performed admirably for Hearts. Do you know what I mean? So I would take him. I, I would. I would take him. I know he's obviously played quite a lot recently, but I'm just curious. I don't. I don't know what the, the circumstances his injury were. I don't know if it's something that could potentially repeat. But again, if Aye. you're getting him a pre-contract in January, and you could do similar to what you done with Kamara, where you, you sort of you agree a note down fee just to take him in January rather than wait till the summer. Then it's Maybe off the shot, wouldn't it? You know I, mean? I think he's done. Thank I think he's done his cruciate twice. I think he did. He did. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm. 
Good to hear, Matt, and definitely would be a shout at Rangers, though I think his, eye, kind of, his eyes have been turned to down south because his brother's obviously down there as well at Stoke, and he's getting talked for a big money move up into the Premiership as well. I know Everton were kind of sniffing about him. Harry, Wait, so- John, John, once Rangers come calling, man. I'm sure I'm sure he'll go to Rangers, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, well, anyway, thanks for coming on, John. Uh, the draw gets made, I believe, on Monday for the Europa League and the Europa yep. So we will see where the old firm end up, um, and we'll be talking about that on the show next week. John, um, thanks for coming on. What Before you go, what do you think the score's going to be at the weekend? I don't know. Tynecastle's a hard place to go to, uh, but I like to think the form that we're in now will we'll, we'll go through. I'd say 2 nothing. We asked the question that I've asked, Stephen. You take a draw? No. No, no one's saying no. No one's saying no. Right, fair play. Fair play. We'll find you see that for uh, next week. Brilliant. All right, John, thanks for coming on, pal. Cheers, John. See you later, man. Let's move on to the next call on the open lines. Final call of the open line, Stephen. It's David, who is a heavy. David's obviously the news broke today about Jack Ross, the partner. How are you feeling about it? Um, In many ways, mate, it it needed to happen. Right. I'd like to say quite sad that it happened, to be fair, because I quite like Jack Ross, to be fair, as a man. I thought his ideas were probably the right ideas, but there comes a time you need to you need to work with what you've got. Do you know what I mean? Aye. I mean, aye. We, we, we've got players, if you put it into context, mate, we've got players <laughs> who vast majority came from St. Byron. We're not going to be able to play high-press football all the time. And I totally understand that he's not really had a, trans- a proper transfer window when you look at it. You know, these two transfer windows were, in co- were during COVID times where there's no many players moving anyway. And he kind of got messed about in the summer, hence that's why Graham Matthew left. But um, you need to still be able to get a tune out of the players that you've got. In isolation, the players that we've got, they'll probably get into any other team in the league apart from maybe Hearts, Reds and Celtic. So going on the run that we've gone on makes probably unacceptable, to be honest. He's he's kind of like me and John were talking earlier, and I said some similar, didn't I, John? I say I quite like the cutter, Jack Ross's jib. I like him, man. I think he comes across a really quite a savvy guy, and he's did have some start to the season, man. It's like, but you were saying, John, your mates are happy. Yeah, this is because obviously from the outside looking in, a lot of people are going, "Oh, I can't believe they're doing that." But my family was a big a season ticket holder at Easter Road, David, and he was saying even the start of the season when he were doing well, he didn't look great. Nah, not at all. So we got we got doing at home at Dundee United three 0 in the league, and I think almost any Hibs fan you speak to, they'd they'd say that that had been coming. To be honest with you, for for a good few weeks. You know, we'd had a couple of dubious decisions that kind of fell in our favour and got away with it once or twice in the early stages of the season. And then when we got that doing at home, we never really recovered for that, to be fair. Aye. It's, it is like you say, mate, it always kind of it falls at the manager's door, though. Do you know what I mean? It is. It's always the manager's always the one that suffers. But speaking of that, mate, who do you who do you want in? What's your talk? Ruin, like, yeah, I'm sure you're involved in various group chats and all that with other fellow hippies, mate. Who you are wanting? I think uh, I think the obvious choice is uh, Alex Neil. To be honest, putting that doing that's um, for the Hibs CEO that Ben Kensel. He um, he was the operations or the chief operations officer or something in Norwich when Alex Neil was appointed as well. Mm-hmm. So I think you can maybe put two and two together. Really come up with four or five is a different story. Uh, personally, who I would want to be honest, mate, I've not really sat there and thought about it enough. I think there's yeah. there's two two choices jumping at you would be Alex Neil and Derek McInnes, but yeah. Derek, other than that, I'm, I'm not really sure. What, what about Kevin Thompson? 
don't think he's got enough experience yet. To be honest, mate, you no. shouldn't be shouldn't have jumped for League Two to Premier League. Aye. Uh, no, then again, somebody like Stubbs, he didn't have experience, but he'd been at Everton, so it's a big difference. Do you know what I mean? Aye, aye, uh, aye. What about if, what about uh, offer was the offer you Kevin Thompson as Scott with Scott Brown as a, a, a coach and player? This is this is like when you play football manager for like ten seasons. Honestly, you can away in a room with Scott Brown. I think his times, nah, he's no for me. Nah, no for you. I think Alec Neil. Alec Neil is probably a good. What shot about him. Neil Lennon? If he walked back in the door, David at Easter Road, what would you say to that? I wouldn't be opposed to that idea. To be really? honest, nah. I, wouldn't be. I think um, of recent times, he's probably. What Neil Lennon did in stall, I would say, at Easter Road is he put bums on seats as well. We were consistently getting 17,000, every every Saturday. And what I think Neil Lennon installed, and my, certainly myself and other Hibs fans as well, is we went to Celtic Park and Ibrox, believing that we could win. Um, under Neil Lennon, we won at Ibrox, I think, twice in the same season. We went to Celtic Park, always, always either got a result or put up a fight. Um same sorry, I can only ever remember us taking a, a proper doing once, and that was away to Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, other than that, he, he installed the belief. To be fair, and whether that, that, that's just a reality. To be fair, I would, I would kind of as as much as we were joking about it earlier. Ryan put it in a group chat. Member John, yeah. uh, I I remember when Lennon was in charge of Hibs. Some of the football Hibs played under Lennon was frightening at times. Believable, mate. It was and like like I said, like we were going away to Ibrox place. Now that you would go and you'd be, you get a point that you you've done well, kind of thing. Like now, or I'm sorry, under Lennon, going you like I genuinely believe we can come here and get three points. Do you know what I mean? And go back, in the, and that's just yeah. the mentality. Just the mentality it comes with, I suppose. Um, someday I probably wouldn't be opposed to maybe sticking around, especially for the cup final. Is grazing temporary charge. See what that leads to. I suppose he knows the club, and you know you can really. Ask anybody else to lead Tibbs into a cup final. I think it's a bit harsh on Jack Ross though, getting to the cup final and sacking him so so close to the cup final. Uh, I and no, I think if you had a scraped a win last night, that would have been enough to see him through. Even if you had a got beat of the weekend and on Tuesday night, but I think no Hibs manager mate should survive four points in twenty seven games. Ah, you're trying to read it. Seven points. I don't, don't think any Hibs fan should survive that. Uh, so mm. any Hibs survive that. Sorry. Um, we should be up there competing for, for third place as a minimum. Mm-hmm. Given the fact now we'll be lucky to make the European places, I would, I would suspect. But it all depends who you get in the door. You know, if you get in the door and you go on a massive run, you're all right. If you if you go on another, if your form doesn't improve, you're, you're, you're fucked there. <laughs> Aye, of course. Do you think getting rid of him then, David, do you think you've got a better chance of winning the cup without him or would you have a better chance of winning the cup with him? I think the next five or six days, to be honest, John will determine that. Right. Uh, I think it depends. If <laughs> Hibs go down the same route as what down and maybe they appoint somebody. Oh, uh, sorry, if Hibs go down the same route as maybe Rangers go down and appointing somebody and it doesn't take charge immediately, I think that could backfire on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was quite interesting when you read the Hibs statement. It did say um, David Gray's in charge for the foreseeable future, so that would signal to me he's going to be sort of leading the team out of hand. The cut, aye, aye. But, uh... I think, aye, because the semi-final, when we'd obviously appointed Gio and Gio didn't take care until the Sparta game, and I was like, 
I thought we would have got a reaction, but I know what you mean, mate. It's kind of you—you you, you want the manager in the dressing room, you want him there. Do you know what I mean? You want him kind of getting his point across and what he wants to implement into the side. Do you know what I mean? That's it, mate. I think um, I think if you're appointing a manager, it's not as if like it's not as if you've got a manager stepping down at the end of the season and somebody's you're appointing a manager. You need them in there. You're also appointing a manager because you need change. Mm-hmm. We need them in there now. Aye, aye, aye. Because it fucking sensationally backfired for us, mate. <laughs> I'm not mentioning that, mate. It's fine. Nah, mate. Just, just, no, mate. I'm not going back to Hamden ever. I fucking hate the place, man. I would want to rant about that. Let's not talk about that again. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, if, if you were asking me who would lead Hibs in the cup final, I didn't think any Hibs fan could say a better, a better man than David Gray, to be fair. Yeah. Aye, again, I remember. I've got bad memories of him in cup finals as well, but we'll not talk about that, mate. That's like Stephen's Nam. You're bringing it all up again. <laughs> I think, uh, I think I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of the conversation with Hibs is a lot that's got to do with the backroom staff. I think you, it's important you get the backroom team, no matter what manager comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody like Brian Rice wouldn't it be opposed to him coming on the backroom. Hey, team? hey can hands off Rice? Yeah, that's who John Mance is a Falkirk manager. Man. Oh, no, it's a Falkirk manager. So hands <laughs> off him. Wouldn't it be opposed to him coming into the backroom staff? You know, depending on what manager you appoint, maybe somebody like Bartley coming over for Livingston. You know, a, yeah, that would be a popular with the fans. Yeah, I totally agree with that because, like, one of the biggest things about losing Gerard and amongst the Rangers fans was Michael Beal going. Yeah, exactly. You, know, right, like, right. you look at that and you go, the backroom staff is just as, or if not more important than the actual guy you get in as a manager. But then you look at Celtic and they've still got Gavin Strachan and John Kennedy stuck there, so you know. Swings and roundabouts. Uh, <laughs> I, I, go, I go back to I go back to like when Stubbs was in charge. So like when Stubbs took the Rotherham job, and like um, I know for a fact that Stubbs didn't take the Rotherham job just because it was him. They had to they had to agree a deal with Hibs to take his backroom staff as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eddie Howe, for example, when he went, you know, when he broke down with Celtic, it was over the backroom staff. Aye, aye, aye. So I think it's important to get that right. Somebody like Kenny Miller probably wouldn't be opposed to him maybe coming I, you in. Know what, that, that's a good, I mean, Kenny Miller would be brilliant as assistant or in, in as, certainly as a coach. He's certainly aye. looking for a job at the moment. So that, that's actually a, a really good shout if they were to bring someone like Kenny Miller who knows the club inside out, you know? That's it. Andy stays, stays just down the road, you know, stays in Musselbrough, Easter Road, just talking 20 minutes away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, right. that, that could be a possibility, actually. That's a good chip. Brilliant. Well, Dave, listen, thank you so much for coming on, giving us the hips end of things today. Really appreciate that. No problem, guys. Cheers. Nice seeing you again, David. Cheers. Take care, care mate. And that's it for this week's Open Line. Thank you very much for all our callers. If you want to be on next week, look out for the link on at Football Daft on the Twitter. If, when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, or if, when drinking, you have little control over the amount you take, and you're probably alcoholic. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics achieve sobriety. If you would like to speak to somebody in confidence or come to a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, please call this number 0800 917 7650 or have a look at our website www.alcoholicsanonymous.org.uk you are no longer alone. There is a solution. Football Daft's big question. So, Stephen, eh, we got into a chat last week when Ewan was in. We were talking about the best player out with your own team based on your chat about Albertini and how that was your favourite player out with the Rangers. Then we got into a whole debate about number nines and who the best number nine was. Oh. 
Oh. And then we're like, oh no, he's a 10, no, no, he's a winger, oh no. Then So all that debate kicked off. So we thought we'd put that out there to the listeners this week. Who, for you, is the best number? <laughs> Stephen, you, you seem to talk about this all day. You're, the four is yours, my friend. Right. Grown up, Georgie Weir. Oh! I fucking loved him, right? I loved him. I, I, think, think, I think I didn't even think of his name last week. I should. I think he was the first African to win the Baron d'Or, if I remember right. Yeah, he was this guy. I remember watching Italian football when it used to be the the Saturday morning show with Paul Richards, Paul Richardson on Channel Four, and then the Sunday the game would go on, and Georgie Weir was like. For me, it was like something you'd never really seen in Italian football. He would take the ball, he would fucking... He would, oh, he was he was just phenomenal. But then, you've got Batistuta. Yep. Then you've got... Ronaldo. Right, Ronaldo, right. Honestly, man, I don't... I'm looking at these players, I'm going... Van Basten. There's oh. so many... There's so many, but for me, growing up, cause my, I've got, a, I've got a right soft spot for AC Milan, so I would probably go. Growing up, my favourite number nine was Georgie Weir, and then it became Ronaldo. I would say. Right. Okay. Then you obviously you need to look at Alan Shearer as well. You look <laughs> at proper like he's like I don't know like then you've got. Alan Shearer, Batistuta for me was always somebody I thought that guy's box office, do you know what I mean? But always found a lot of these number nines growing up that I liked played in Italy, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of the, a lot, I mean, because obviously scoring goals in Italy at, at that time, early nights, even to this day, you know, the defences are always on top in Italy. It was, aye, and it was, I don't know, you look at it and go, Italian football in the days was where people wanted to go and play, do you know what I mean? Where, that's where everybody wanted to be then. And I'm not being I'm not being biased either. Like Alan McCoist was a number nine. Yes, he was a number nine, but it doesn't start it doesn't come out of the conversation. We're talking about way and biased. No, but for me personally, yeah, for yeah. me personally, but per, like my all-time favourite number nine and my hero growing up when I was a wee guy was Georgie Weir. Get that get this. You're talking about Weir there, right? Um when he won the Ballon d'Or. The top three that year, the Ballon d'Or, all three number nines. This was the list. In third place, Yari Litmanen. What oh. a fucking... Oh. Again, a number nine. Absolutely. Oh. Jürgen Klinsmann in number two, second to oh. year that, that year as well. And Georgie Weir won it. And Georgie Weir won was it. That, was that 94 or 95? Five, 95. There we go. There we go. Georgie Weir, I think, was... I don't know, man. He was like the kind of catalyst for like African football, man. Do you know what I mean? Like you look at nowadays, you go like Drogba, right? But Drogba doing it as well. He was like, did he win the band or Drogba? I don't know, but another crack in number nine. What a number nine he was. And do you know who else? Who is honestly one of the best number nines I've ever seen in my life, and I seen him in the flesh as well. Van Nistelrooy. Yeah. What a player. Yeah. I seen him when he came to Ibrooks with PSV Eindhoven. We beat him, I think we beat him 4 1. Mo scored two that night. And then obviously when he went to Man U, what a player, man. Honestly. Mo's a nine or a ten, do you think? I would have said Mo's is a nine. I would have said Mo's is a nine, aye. This, 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 this chat was like, oh, is he a, he's not a nine, he's a ten. And all this. Know, well, the, best, the best nine on the planet 
as we speak right now, is my son's hero at the moment, Robert Lewandowski. Lewandowski, absolutely. Can't, can't argue with that. You could put a, I mean, you could try and put an argument for Harry Kane in there. Yeah, I don't think he's in the same league. No. I don't. I think, he, I think, now the way we talk about Morelos, when he, we should have sold him, when Rangers should have sold him, Harry Kane, for me, I think Spurs should have cashed in on him now. Aye. I'm looking at him going, his value, obviously down there, the market's so fucking volatile and out of control. When he does go, Lee Spurs, if he Lee Spurs, they'll get a phenomenal amount from him, but I don't believe he'll get as much as what they could have got from him about maybe three, four years ago. Yeah, I, I, when he was talking this summer, obviously there was talk about him going to City. I don't think City's a team that would suit the way Harry Kane plays. Nah, nah, I don't think so either, mate. I don't think so. I'm no, nah, I don't, probably no, you're probably right. I'll tell you one of the most underrated number nines in the planet, Karen Benzema. Benzema, that is a great shout for an underrated number nine. Yeah, I don't think enough get said about that guy. You know, you're right. You're absolutely right. You look down the list of like the Ballon d'Ors, and it is like here's a here's a name that our listeners haven't picked. We'll get into the listener suggestions in a minute. Shevchenko. Oh, what a player! What a player! Doesn't even come into it when 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 we're, the listeners are, are another Milan legend. Yeah, I mean, never when he when he made that move to Chelsea, it never worked out really. But his best days, AC Milan, he was untouchable. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal, absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. And uh, like no one's no one's put that, his name down. But we'll move on to the listener suggestions. Right, I'm going to look it up here. I'm just going to get it up. Uh, right, I've got it. <laughs> the first one, Ross. Fat Ronaldo. <laughs> yep. Um, Ricky comes in with Klinsman has to be up there. Yeah, we mentioned him. Aye. Right, and then Martin, who we just mentioned, Robert Lewandowski will go down as one of the greatest number nines. Haaland definitely has a potential to become maybe the greatest number nine. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. His next move probably is going to determine if he'll become one of the greatest. It's going to be a key move. I wonder. If, I mean, there's all sorts of talk about him ending up. I mean, everyone's obviously in for Haaland and everyone wants a piece of him. So it'll be interesting to see. And like, he'll certainly pull whatever copy goes to up. Um, R9 is the greatest no debate for me, says Kevez. Aye, definitely. Here's one we've not mentioned. Grant says Samuel Eto. Oh, what? See, but who was it? Was it Eto, Ronaldinho, and Messi together? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. When he yeah. was there. Am I right in saying that? That's right, yep. He was on, he, Eto at Barca was sensational, wasn't he? He was something else, man. I know, I know. Uh, next one down, we've got, again, everyone's, here's, here's three in a row here. Andy says the original Ronaldo was the greatest player of his generation. There was no one better than him. The original Ronaldo was the best striker in the world, says Stephen. Chris says a fully fit and focused Ronaldo was unplayable. You can't argue with any of that. I think he was... He was, see when he was at Barca, he was... Here, here's a fucking startling fact for you, though. Right. Ronaldo never won the Champions League. That's mental. Absolutely never, mental. Never won the Champions League. Uh, Ryan has got in touch, John. This is, this is, this is uh, I mean, it's a valid point. McCoist, case well and truly shut. There we go. Right. Oh, listen, McCoist, I would probably, you could argue Scotland's, in fact, Let's say Scott Ricoyce is Scotland's best number nine. I don't think there's any argument against. I, I can't think of anyone as a number nine who played for Scotland. <sighs> or uh, I would no. Here he got because Kenny Dalglish was a ten. He wasn't oh, a nine. Nah, he was oh, a Dennis, 10. Law, Dennis Law though. 
the lawman, Dennis Law. But again, that's I mean, we're we're probably you know got we're blinkered because we're a different generation. Aye, aye, aye. But a lot of I mean, older listeners would come on and say Dennis Law was untouchable. I'm guessing. Aye. For 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 us, I guess McCoy says it. Uh, Douglas says Marco Van Basten career over too soon. Retired when he was twenty eight, isn't it? That's that's. Absolutely, it's terrible. It's, yeah, he, he could have been the, the best if he'd continued. Probably, probably. Aye, it was different, different gravy. Hey, Callum has got in touch. No having this. <laughs> Chris Boyd, easily greatest goal scorer to grace Scottish football. I feel right. like you know that video with fucking Walter Smith and Archie Knox. You can't believe what he's fu- fucking saying here. I come, know. Come, I'm gonna say what fucking Callum's saying here, by the way. That's <laughs> point. Fucking one of the best number nines. He's he's the all-time goal scorer of the modern-day Scottish Premier League, though. Well done, Chris Boyd. And John, I'll leave this last one for you because I think it's only fitting Jesus. you should get to read out the last one who has been sent in by somebody. Your namesake, John. Take it away, John McNally. Never worn number nine for Queen's Park at the weekend. <laughs> How many did he score? Very good. I don't know. Who was number nine for Queen's Park? It might have been one of the former Falkirk players that scored wait, against the Wait, weekend. I'm going to find out. Oh, all right, here we go. The great, yeah, number but, nine. Which day did you play? Was it Saturday? Saturday. Saturday the 4th. Who played number nine? It would have been Simon Murray. I bet you it's Simon Murray. Wait, wait, we'll find out. Wait, we'll find out. Queen's Park, yeah. six. Falkirk nil lineups. Number nine was Bob McHugh. Oh, fucking super Bob McHugh was playing nine. Oh, Jesus. Bob McHugh. And he oh. didn't even score. He got booked. I know, that's a shit. But I, listen, I can't say a bad word against Bob McHugh. He got, like, he's one of the one of the many ex Falkirk players that are rattled around the championship in League One. Fucking putting <laughs> goals against Falkirk. Anyway, well done. <laughs> Number nine. That's a good shout from Bob McHugh. Dan. I want to argue. In fact, Bob McHugh is the best number nine ever. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Football daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. Stephen, yes. It's Christmas time. Yes. There's no time to be afraid, and there's no time to be afraid to shave your balls, cause <laughs> they're not going to shave themselves, are they, Stephen? They're not, and I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. I'm obviously doing panto now. Uh-huh. I had a complete, a, a, probably a good 40-minute manscaping session the other day. Well, do you know what? It's funny you should mention that because we've got to say a big thanks to Manscaped for getting involved yes. in this podcast. Now, Manscaped, you'll have seen it. It's gone global now. It used Aye. to just be in America. You'll see adverts on the telly for it now. You'll see billboards for it all over the place. Basically, Manscaped are the tools that you need to score under the tree in the mistletoe, I'll tell you right now. Manscaped <laughs> is a leader in men's below-the-waist grooming and they have served more than 4 million worldwide. That's me and Stephen encoded. And if my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls, I think. That so is amazing. <laughs> what we've got here for you on Football Daft is 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code DAFT. Now, Stephen, tell me about Manscaped. You are a big fan of it. You have used it uh, to basically groom every part of your body, haven't you? Yes. Well, I'm sweating a lot doing the panel. Yeah. Uh, being an ugly sister, lots of different costume changes, 
you're getting changed in front of costume people, right? Yes, that help yes. you. Dressers. I don't want to look bushy. No, I mean, I don't want to look all bushy everywhere. So I took 40 minutes out of my day before I started the shows and I manscaped with my lawnmowers at 4.0, the latest one we've got. 4.0, that's the bad boy. I used that bad boy in, obviously, like, you go fucking naughty or nice this season in pantos, you know what I mean? All that stuff, the Christmas stuff. I thought, a wee Christmas, a wee Christmas trim. You know what I mean? Everywhere, everywhere. My boys, my chest, I even got my wife to do my back. Oh, really? You got a hairy bag? You're one of those ones? One of the ones, mate. So, oh. Manscaped, the lawnmower 4.0, has come in very handy in the Pardon household recently. Well, it's going to be the top of your every man's Christmas list because basically you're going to get this performance package 4.0. Now, in this package, this is what we've been given from Manscaped. You're going to find the one more body trimmer, best trimmer on the market, as Stephen says, your balls, your arse, your body, your back. Whatever you want, you can shave it Manscaped. You're also going to get in there the Weed Whacker, which is an ear and nose uh, hair trimmer. Did you do that and all? Oh, the Weed Whacker. I use probably every second day because, again, I'm a lot smaller than Grado. We've got a lot of scenes together in the panel. We're quite close up. He's not been using it. Has he no? We were right. talking about it yesterday. I was like, you need, we actually spoke about the weed whacker yesterday. Because I, I use it every second day. Take a wee five minutes, get right, it gets right in there, right in about. And I've got, I've got a clean snip. Well, there you go. Gado needs to get on this. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to get the weed whacker. You're going to get the lawnmower. You're going to get their uh, crop preserver, which is ball deodorant. And you're going to get the crop reviver, which is your ball toner, which is going to oh. maximise your hygiene routine. It smells really, really nice as well. It does. Uh, so you can get the uh, performance package right now, and you're going to get two free gifts for that. You're going to get all that I've just mentioned, plus you're going to get boxers, which oh. you're a big fan of. Oh, they're so comfortable. I like... I like a good boxer going to bed, right? They're the ones I wear, just going to bed. So obviously I can't go commando in bed anymore. I've got two young children, they run in, they don't want to be, you know what I mean? So I wear these boxers and they're so comfy. They're amazing. Yeah, and oh, as well, you can get the shed travel bag. It's a really, really nice mm-hmm. travel bag that you're going to get with that as well. Listen, and if you want, Manscaped's also got brilliant stocking stuffers. They've got Mag's signature cone. They've got the shears uh, nail kit up there. The crop mops for ball weights for your sticky <laughs> balls. That's what you want to get in your stocking. Uh, and you'll get the toner and refresher in there as well. Uh, great stocking fillers for the men in your life or if you want to buy it for a mate or a secret Santa, whatever. You know what you want to do? Just hit up Manscaped right now. You're going to get 20% off using our code, uh, plus free shipping. So go to manscaped.com, hit up the code DAFT when you're at the checkout. You're going to get, you could have the performance package, you could have any of those stocking fillers, and you're going to get 20% off everything by using the code DAFT. So head to now to manscaped.com and be the ballsiest gift giver this year. Manscaped! Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. Right, it is the player profile playoff with piesports.com. They will bring you the taste of Scottish football direct to your door. Do you know we eat over a million pies a year in Scotland? Well, <laughs> they've got it all covered off. They've got your steak and gravy, got scotch, macaroni, you'll get chicken and chili. So you get all sorts of pies up at piesports.com. Different formations, choose the formation that suits you. They'll deliver them to your door ahead of the weekend's game if you're watching it in the house. 
Give them a call if you don't get online. 0141 They'll deliver free of charge to a bunch of postcodes and they'll get the deliveries out on a Friday or Saturday ahead of the matches. Uh, every week, Football Daft, we like to give away pies and this week is no exception. And we're welcoming them on to the podcast. Chris, how you doing, Chris? All good, mate. All good. You're a Rangers man. Sponge, Chris. <laughs> he looks a wee bit like Ross McCrory Aye. I would say um, I'll take that <laughs> You like Stephen are shiting yourself ahead of Sunday's game yeah correct yep Aye. very it's nervous a it's a biggie it's just get that and I've got a manny that day as well I've got two shows that day do you know what I mean it's like well, I hate the days when I'm like getting into the theatre I'd say Ranger, uh, I'd say Tyne Castle's the hardest away game of the season for me yeah I'll go to Park probably me I was up there Right. Would you take a draw if I gave you one now, Chris? No, you've got to win, mate. Every every game for a Rangers fans, I must win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, what Jake score will be? Two one. That's what I said. I said one. Rangers daft. A fashion double. Oh, the happiest man in football. <laughs> I have to say, I've got to get a little into a wee story today. So on the radio, um, we do a, a feature where people phone in and get songs, and someone phoned in. To ask for uh, Shakira, you know, the one the same fashion. And like, I'm obviously, I'm in the know with these things, right? And I was like, George, we can't play that because half the audience will switch off if we play this Shakira song. And so, this poor guy, we edited out the bit where he asked for the song. So it seemed just like he was phone up and asked for Shakira. <laughs> don't lie. This guy's real in his van raging. <laughs> and he's getting this fucking Shakira. And then hips don't lie comes on. So that's brilliant. Did you tell Barry what it was about? I, I, I so apologies for that guy who phoned in today if you're listening. <laughs> Sound like yeah, a that, the, new ABBA, the, the new ABBA song's a belter as well, isn't it? Aye, uh, super trooper, isn't it? Uh-huh. That's brilliant, man. It's brilliant. Oh, get that on and Me and Grado have been walking backstage singing that quite a lot. Brilliant, man. <laughs> Who are you singing that about? It's we've got Tavernier, Haji, Kemar, Ruth and Bassey, playing in Royal Blue, Rangers through and through, putting on a show for you. That's well, so bad. Uh, did you make that one up yourself or did you steal it for someone? Ah, uh, Dibbing the Union Bears, huh? Ah, right, aye, aye, aye. That's decent, that is decent. Um, hey, your catalogue of songs is very retro now. You've got a bit of Joy Division, a bit of ABBA. Have you got a new songbook now then, have you? Has that been handed out now, has it? <laughs> you try to say, John. Uh-huh. Right, what's it? <laughs> <laughs> we're, taking, we're taking songs for the 1960s instead of the 1690s now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to just keep Chris a surprise for that. <laughs> let's, let's play the game. Let's play the game. Right, Chris, you probably know the rules. I'm going to read out a player description. If you know the player, you buzz in. If you do buzz in and you get it wrong, play hands over to the other person. First of two wins. And we've been going around the world the last couple of weeks, so we are moving into the Czech Republic this week. Oh, I don't like that. There's oh. not many. Che- I was looking. There's a couple. Can you name? I've not got them on. The, can you name any Rangers players that uh, came from the Czech uh, Republic? Lee Bosionko. Well done. That's uh, the only one I think I could find. Sionko, Paul Gwen signed him. He scored on his debut against Mullerwell Fir Park, and then done fuck all after it. Right. Yeah, yeah, but he well, he's not on the list, so you'll be. Oh, like, fuck, that's me. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to go on for a while. 
these players are well known enough though. Chris is a bit younger, so there's a couple on there that they might not get. Uh, right, okay. Played in Scotland, obviously. Yes, played in Scotland. Played in Scotland. Right, okay. First two wins. What's your buzzer going to be, Stephen? Uh, super Trooper. Chris, what's your buzzer going to be? <laughs> uh, Tavernier. Tavernier, right, okay. I thought you were going to go Shakira. Like, uh, <laughs> I'll you know, stop it. Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> Shakira, Shakira, right, fantastic, brilliant. Right, okay, so first two ones, remember, these are Czech Republic players that played in Scotland. Here we go. This striker joined Hearts on a one-year loan deal from Kaunas and scored in his debut against Kilmarnock. A couple of games later, he scored the only goal in a win. Super Trooper. Stephen. Felicia? Nah. Fuck. He was Lithuanian. Yeah, he wasn't even fucking Czech Republic. He was fucking... Because he played with Rangers as well. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. Games later, he scored the only goal in a win against Rangers at Tynecastle. He made his move to Hearts permanent, but moved out on loan to West Brom before signing their full-time and making over 100 appearances. He also won eight caps for his country. Hearts striker... Moved to West Brom, played in the Premiership with them, capped at international level. What year? It was probably before you were... No, it was about early 2000s, Chris. It was early 2000s, so you would have been a bit younger. It was part of the, you know, that Romanov kind of revolution. Probably one of their better players that they brought through. That, give you a clue, it has, they're very big in history. <laughs> That's a shit clue, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they very big in history. They did a lot of conquering. No. Roman. 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 Fuck. Roman Bednar, just give him it. It is Roman Bednar. Yeah, Chris, yeah. he got the Roman, but there we go. Right, okay. Fucking jumped in. As soon as I said the leech guy, he said, no, I went, he said West Brom, I was like, fuck off. Right, give Chris a point, but 1-0 to Chris. Okay, 1-0 Chris, right, next one out. This keeper has played for four different clubs, namely Hamilton, Hibs, Partick, Thistle and Aberdeen. He arrived on these shores in 2007 and helped Hamilton to win promotion and was named their Player of the Year in 2008-2009. After he moved to CSK Sofia uh, and Greek side Ergotelis, he returned oh. to Hibs before moving to Thistle and Aberdeen. He retired last season and is now a PE teacher in the northeast of Scotland. Oh, ah, it's on the tip of my fucking tongue. Oh, oh Hamilton. Oh, for fuck. Ah, oh, fuck off. Goalkeeper, Czech Republic goal. I know. Ah. Ah. Nah, he's a both. Nah, not that clue, mate. I'm going to know it as soon as you see it. Thomas Journey. Journey! Fuck shit. Yeah, hey, still one note, Chris. He's not a PE teacher. We must see if we can get him on the show. You can get him on the show, mate. If you get taught by Mr. Cherney, please let us know. We'll get him on the show. Right, next one out. You should get this one. First one in this one, boy. Here we go. This midfielder signed a three-year deal for Celtic from Chelsea for an undisclosed free, thought to be around two million. Although he scored... Chipper, chipper. Yep, Stephen. Yarisic. It is Yarisic. Well done. Well one done, mate. Here's a decider. Probably, I would say, the most famous Czech. Very Yarisic, man. What a player he was, but anyway, to Celtic. And... Ah, he's done nothing, didn't he? didn't get into that midfield. It didn't get into it. Was... He was very good at Chelsea, I know. He was, he was. Right, here we go. This is the last one. See if you can get this one. This attacking midfielder became a Hearts hero, scoring two in two scores. Trooper, Trooper. Rudy Scatchel. 
Oh, I said, said don't you? Come on. Come on. He's got it. Rudy Scatchel. Man, it's Rudy Scatchel. <laughs> he kissed the pies, but he was so keen there, man. He was so keen. He was super keen to get in, brilliant. <laughs> well done, Chris. You've won the Thanks, pies. Man. Well done. Right. Thanks for coming on the show. Well done, my man. Hope you have a great Sunday. You too, mate. Thank you. <laughs> have a good one. Cheers, boys. Cheers, Chris. Uh, remember, if you want to get right. pies for pie sports, go to piesports.com right now. So it is Gradles Three Riddles. When's the last time Gradle was here for Gradle Three Riddles? Never. He's never here. <laughs> never here. Um, but we're still calling the feature Gradle Three Riddles. I, if he's not here next week, I'm calling it Don's Three Riddles, right? Uh, so play along if you're listening in the house, if you're in your car, if you're on the train on the way to somewhere. Play along, shout at your podcast and get the answer before, he gets, before Stephen gets it. And congratulations to everyone last week who got last week's riddle, which we threw out to the listeners. Um, we asked you this one. See if you can get a Stephen because you didn't hear this. Hey. This theatre award has power. This theatre award has power. Who was that? Theatre award has power. Come on, you're a thespian. You I know. What's the big the, the big theatre award? What do you call the big theatre awards? Lawrence. No, no, the the, the Broadway the, Broadway. the Broadway Awards, the American, the the they're big in America, the theatre awards in America. Emmy? No an Emmy, no. Oh, an Emmy's Terry. Emmy's Terry. Emmy's Terry. Theatre Awards. You want Yeah, I'm a television actor. Right, oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Right, okay. If hey, I, hold on, hold on. Bye. Right. Head of right. Power. Strong. Power. Start work on power. Work in power. Strong. Not the, the wrong type of power. Oh, right. Uh, the fucking power that sh- shocked my fingers today. Yeah, the power that shocked your fingers. <laughs> what what's, what do you measure power in? What do you measure power in? Voltage. No, that's the... What? what? It's Tony Watt. It's Tony Watt. Nick Lagona! Tony Watt! Nick Lagona! Nick Lagona! Stephen's wife, Nicola, is involved. Do you know what? Stephen, we brought in Nicola to play this game, and I've got a funny feeling she's going to beat Stephen. She is. Even footballers, she's going to beat Stephen. She feels she's sitting there on computer. Tony Watt! <laughs> right. Okay, first in with the correct answer last week on Twitter it was Pat, Pat the Pallet Prick. Uh, so he goes. Pat on, the Pallet Prick. Pat the Pallet Prick goes onto the leaderboard along with everyone else. Current scores on the doors. Chris is on 21, I'm on 17. Stephen, this is your chance to get some points on the board here. You're on 9, Ryan's on 1, Jack's on 1, Ian Meikle's on 1, Ryan Dunbar's on 1, John Mitchell's on 1, Albert Legend's on 1, Declan Ramage is on 1, and Pat the Pallet Prick is now on 1 as well. Oh, and so is Nicola Purden. And Nicola Purden is on 1 as well. So well done, Nicola. Right, okay. You ready for your first riddle, Stephen? Nicola. Get googling. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see the. I don't want to see Nicola googling. You won't get us in Google anyway. To be fair, first first one out is this sheep shouldn't be confused for Wayne. This sheep shouldn't be confused for Wayne. You're playing against the people listening to the podcast right now, Sean. Sean. Yes. 
Sean. Shouldn't, shouldn't be, be confused for Wayne. Wayne, yes. Shouldn't be confused for Wayne. Sean. Bruce. <laughs> Sean. Sean. Should be. Come on, Nicola. Sean. 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 Should be confused for Wayne. Wayne. Child. No, the other Wayne. <laughs> Sean Rooney. Nicholas, Nicholas, get in that, by the way. That's Nicholas' point. <laughs> He said Rooney. I said, I said Sean, but... <laughs> right, okay, half a point each. <laughs> half a point. <laughs> Split the point, right, okay. Next. I think the fucking Wayne's a child and all that. Right, next one, right, okay. This karate kid is your auntie's Wayne. This karate... <laughs> this karate kid is your auntie's Wayne. Come on. Um... Oh, hold on. Uh, I've got it. Uh, Daniel Kuzan. Well done. Um, Boom. There we go. That was a good one. That's a good one, John. Thanks, thanks, John. Daniel. Like Auntie's Wayne would be your cousin. Aye, aye. Right, okay. This one. Third one. Uh, let's see if we go this. This Gallagher makes barrels. This Gallagher makes barrels. This is dead easy. This what? This Gallagher makes barrels. This Gallagher makes barrels. This is easy. This is dead easy. Come on. Liam. Yes. Liam Fontaine. No. <laughs> Liam makes barrels. Yes. Whiskey. No. <laughs> Liam Whiskey. Aye, please up front just for that. Barrels. Barrels. Makes barrels. Liam. Oh, for fuck's sake. Is it beer? Or beer? Google it, Nick. Or type in who makes barrels. Who makes barrels? Who makes barrels? Liam. Who makes barrels? Yeah. <laughs> She's Googling. Nick, whisper it to me. Cooper. Cooper. Liam Cooper. <laughs> right, <there> we <laughs> well, that Nicholas getting the point for the Google. Half a point each again. I got Liam. Half a point each. So, uh, that, that's a point. so that's so that's that's two points. I got this week. Yeah, that that no, you got. Aye, so that's so I got one full one and two half points. Right, one. So you get two. Right. Aye. So they okay. All right. And Nicola get. Nicola gets. Nicola gets one. No, she got Tony. What? Oh no, you're. Sp- I know she's already got that one. So she's only two. No, she's only. One now because she gets half a point for two questions. Right, okay, Nicola, you've got a point. Well done, Nicola. Fantastic. <laughs> Before we do it, we'll give one out for the listeners. Yes. This is a dead easy one. So you're good. If you're listening to the podcast, you're on Twitter right now, get in quick because you can get yourself on the leaderboard because I think this is the easiest one we've ever done. The life of Basmati. The life of Basmati. Who's that? Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. It is time for the El Dorado Swanky moment of the week. Remember, you can ask for LD at any swanky bar. It's easy to drink. Short, fruity and finished with a trace of caffeine. And I've seen on their socials this week, they're making mulled 
El Dorado Tonic. I seen that. I seen that the other day when I, between shows. I was on my phone. And I seen them making mulled wine. I, I like I'm it. really going to get it. So check out the El Dorado Tonic on social. Uh, you can get them at Instagram El Dorado Tonic Wine or Facebook. As you'll get them there as well. Or uh, check them out El Dorado Tonic Make yourself some El Dorado uh, mulled wine. It's br- it, it looks tasty. I'm going to be well over that. So celebrate the swanky taste of El Dorado. We're picking out swanky moments from Scottish football and leaving you to vote on Twitter at Football Daft Pod. The results from last week were as follows. You missed this, Stephen, so I In last place, it was my nomination of the luckiest football fan in Scotland, the Hearts fan, who narrowly, narrowly got missed by a football getting punted into the stands and she kind of turned round when she was just walking along and then the ball just went flying. I think it was Richard Tate at <laughs> a shot, went flying past and she just kind of looked up like that and uh, the heart social media team caught it uh, on camera. So that only got 3%. Chris Toll's nomination of Tony Watt's goal against Dundee United and the subsequent pie that he received from Tony Watt after him when Toll texts him saying... He actually texts him back and says, who's this? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Some goal, big man to Tony Watt, and he said, "Who's this?" That only got his seventeen percent at the zero. Really? Yeah. So it was it was big for the top two. In second place, it was Ewan Cameron's choice. Uh, his fictional dream of Hearts beating Celtic at Celtic Park, which was put down as Hearts beat Celtic, that got thirty eight percent. But winning with forty two percent, it was Ryan's nomination of Grado and Stevens TikTok dance from the Pavilion. On TikTok, you can see that right now. Pavilion Theatre TikTok. Go and see it. I can't talk about it enough. Pavilion Theatre TikTok. Grado and Stevens dance. That one first place. So. See, see, when we done that, uh, my wife, beautiful wife, who's kind of co-hosting the show today with us, yeah. uh, she texts me saying, there's my husband. But that, that was maybe in a proud... Maybe the context, that's, there's my husband. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Maybe, no? Did you see the dance? I, I, I did. I did. Are you that deficient, Mina? Not at all. Absolutely not at all. Nicola, did you mean you were proud of him or were you taking the piss out of him? Take the piss. Take the piss. Take the piss. Right. She couldn't answer any quicker there. Take the piss. Right. That's it. Right. So we're only going to have three options. There's only two of us. What's the last option? Do you know when it's happened in Scottish football or, or anything that's happened that you oh, think? Let's get Nicola. Was it? What, what would Nick like to nominate for a swanky? swanky moment of the week? What do you think, swanky? What's happened this week? Doesn't need to be football. Oh, Anything. Just what, to put it there. Is Nick looking forward to the new Sex and the City starting tonight? There you go. Yes, yes she's jumping about now saying yes. There we go. So what, what's it called, Nicola? I've got it here. As it happened. What as it happened? And just like that. Just like that. As it happens. As it like I die. Oh, what's that new Sex and the City called? As it happens. <laughs> Just like that. Right, so that's going to be one of our nominations for Swanky Moment, the, the reboot of Sex and the City. Apparently she does a podcast in it now as well. Yeah, we could get her on. As, as you remember, we can ask her. I don't know what her views on Scottish football are. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think should should get in as next manager? Like, Jessica Parker. She'd be like, what? What, 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 are, you, what are you talking about? Right, <laughs> Sex and the City's in there. That's Nicola's nomination, right? What you got? I'm going to go... With you do yours first, I'm still thinking. Okay, you're still thinking. I am going to go with the fact that Livingston FC owned you and Cameron on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen this. I still, I was going to use that. I don't know if you've seen one, but uh, you and uh, something about it's more. He said more likes than support, and they said 
Mel listeners than you getting clean yes, to. Yes, he was at the, he was actually at a Hearts game for once. He wasn't at a Rangers game. He was actually at a Hearts. Aye, game. Aye. But he was in the Livingston end, wasn't he? I don't know. Was he? He probably got free tickets, didn't he? Aye, probably. Aye. Aye. Uh, but aye, he put out saying, "Oh, went shock." You know, he was moaning on this show asking about Livingston support, and he says, "In Livingston, end with my son. Don't tell the twenty-three Livingston fans that I'm here." And uh, then he tweeted, "This tweet has got more likes than they have fans." Um, and then Livingston tweeted back, and more likes than you have listeners. <laughs> oh, brutal, 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 brutal. You know what? But I listened to a wee bit of this last week's show as a text. She's member when I was listening to it between shows. Yeah, he made a very valid point because I know that things like Rangers and Celtic going to the Tony Macaroni Arena keeps them going money wise, but it isn't. But it's like a home game. Yeah, it is like a home game. It is, uh, but I will move on to my swanky moment of the week. And what can I make it now? Jesus, right? Do you know what? I'm going to. I think it was nice that Lee Griffiths came out of retirement to play the other day. You're just going for the ba- you're just going for the easy one here again, Stephen. As per usual, just finds the low hanging fruit and just. <laughs> My swanky moment of the week is Lee Griffiths coming out of retirement. Right. Okay. And the listeners' swanky moment of the week. Now, I'm going. To, I don't think you'll have seen this, um, Stephen. So I'm going to show you if you get the video version. Um, on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash football daft. You'll see this. If not, I'll, I'll tweet it on the football daft pod. So this is week's nomination comes from Vertico uh, RM on Twitter. And it's a clip from the West of Scotland League when 10-man Blantyre victory were trying to break up the field in the counter only for the Urban Meadow sub to take two men out at once. It is not <laughs> to be seen, to be believed. So I want to play the clip for you, Stephen, just so you can uh, see it. Hold on. Blantyre Meadow. Blantyre Meadow, yep, yep. Yeah, I need to speak to my wee mate Scott about that because he's for Blanter. Yeah, he's breaking up field here. Yeah, yeah. Passes to number seven, past the man. Here comes the sub. Yeah, it takes ten of it, man. Let's see that again. The sub, boom. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. Kicks out too. That thing is a thing of beauty. That is class. Is that one of the listeners' nominations this that week? That is the listeners' nomination. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. So That's this week's nomination for your swanky moment of the week are from Nicola. Come on, what is yours? Sex and say. What's it called? Just like that. <laughs> just like that. Sex. Fucking <laughs> Tommy Cooper. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> Stephen, what's your nomination? Lee Griffiths coming out of retirement. My nomination is Ewan getting owned by Livingston. And the listener nomination comes from uh, Vertical RM, who's two-man takeout. Let's call it that. <laughs> That's a brilliant man, two-man takeout. <laughs> two-man takeout on Urban Meadow. So uh, vote on your favourite swanky moment of the week and uh, head to Twitter now to do that. And also, remember, El Dorado Tonic Wine, Scotland's own, is now football daft. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited.
Anyway, you can get more content from Football Daft at Patreon. We've talked about it enough. You'll get the video versions up there. You'll get the outtakes up there. You'll get all the former teammates up there, which we'll get to in a minute. Plus, you get to be a pundit on Celtic and Rangers Daft. Come on to Celtic and Rangers Daft. Pretend you're Andy Gray. And talking of Andy Gray, we spoke to him. Oh, it must have been about... Oh, God, it must... It was in the middle of lockdown, so... I think it was maybe around about May, June time last year. May, June time last year. We caught up with Andy Gray. You can hear that uh, interview on the archives right now. But every interview that we've had on, we always get our teammates from them. And like I say, you can see them all at patreon.com forward slash football daft. Uh, but we're going to let you hear this one. So here is the legendary Sky Sports pundit, Scotland, Everton and Rangers man. It's Andy Gray on Teammates. Worst dressed. <laughs> dear, dear. Worst dressed. Well, right. God blame me. Now I started in 1973 at Dundee United. So, mm -hmm. as you can imagine, with the greatest of respect, we weren't the snappiest of dressers in 1970 <laughs> when we were getting paid deadly squat to play football. So, gear was 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 really at a premium. I have to confess, I wasn't a great guys then. <laughs> I wasn't great. I thought it was all right, but I wasn't a great. Uh, was dressed. My goodness. Who? My missus is shouting at me. Don't forget to tell me about your bumblebee shirt that I wore at Dundee United. When I, when I, when I won the Player of the Year award, I went in and I was all chuffed. I showed my missus a picture of it recently. Somebody had sent me it when I was 18, I think. And I've got this lovely shirt, this massive, massive fucking dicky boat. It looked like it was strangling me. And then this shirt... You know what? I think I've seen that for you. I think I've I seen that for you, by the way. She's on that shirt, she says to me, I says, oh, that's bumblebees. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, no. Right, if I, go back, if I look at Everton, so I'd, 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 that was more recent. Who were the worst dressers at Everton? Um, Remember, it can be folk that you walk through on the telly and all that and all if you want. Uh, well, I'll tell you who. There you go. I've got one. Barry Venison. There you go. Barry Venison. There we go. Barry V. Yeah. He used to come on with this, some rascal gear when we used to have him as a guest. And we had him quite often in the early days of Sky. And, and, and Barry V, he'd come on with a jacket that was just holes. It was full of holes. So what you're telling us is Barry Venison's clothes were only dear? Go, <laughs> you are so good. <laughs> Different class. I'm on the wrong show. This is too good. <laughs> Great idea. Well, Barry, Barry V was up there. He had some rascal gear. Tell you. <laughs> Moniest. That's definitely me. Who would I? I always remember uh, uh, my, part of my philosophy was chip away at the referee from minute one because eventually he'll get so fed up he'll give us something so uh, every club I went to I kind of took that took that mantra with me um, so I taught I never had to teach him much but I ever Peter Reid was was as good as any Reid yeah. was brilliant um, he never shut up he, he would chip away him and I because we were the experienced two in that team were more experienced than the rest with a young side and uh, he was brilliant at chipping away at people, getting into a referee's face, getting into a linesman's face, getting into the other players' faces. Really was brilliant at that. So he's right up there. Who do you want to back you up in a fight? Glad it's in it, isn't it? Got it, got it. If I wanted to back somebody up, somebody back me up in a fight, uh, Psycho Pat, as we called him, Pat Vandenhal, who 
know, it, 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 Pat could unfreeze icebergs just by looking at them. He's actually a guy, you know what I mean? Right. He, he was, we called him Psycho because he was. He was. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, if I was in a fight, who would I want? I would want him right beside me. Best looking. Well, McCoist will always tell you it was him, wouldn't he, at Rangers nah, when I was there? Of course, I was the best looking there, Coist. <laughs> Just had to look at my mail to see I was the best looking. Coist <laughs> <laughs> um, would be up there in that team. I think at, at Everton, it was a good. Even like another Rangers player, Trevor Stephen, would have regarded himself. Tricky Trev would, have, would always say, oh, I'm a good looking boy. Aye. Um, at Villa, who would it be? Giddy was a John Gidman, good looking boy. Mm uh-huh. And his day, uh, Wolves, <sighs> Wolves, would have been there at Wolves now. Uh, probably Paul Bradshaw, the goalie, would have been up there. Yeah, but those would have been the ones. Uh, but Aye. probably Coisty. I mean, it could have yeah, been Coisty. Yeah, yeah could. I mean, at, at the moment, I don't know about that. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher's pet. Who did the manager go to at various clubs? Uh, teacher's pet. Never had, I don't think we had one. Howard, Howard Kendall never really had a teacher's pet. Howard was just a man for all. Um, I think that the only person who, at my first club I was at, there was a, it wasn't so much a pet, but he was the one who went to the manager all the time, he had wee stories and told tales on the players. No, a guy called uh, uh, Dennis Mortimer, who was a very good player, by the way. But uh, we kind of fell out with him, me and John Gidman, because he was always going behind backs and Aye. Aye. telling me stories to the gaffer that he shouldn't have done so Aye. so he was like that so what did they call that teacher's pet and who did the coaches love well I'll tell you it wasn't he Graham's uh, pet and that was Ali McCoyst again <laughs> 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 he definitely wasn't a teacher's pet when then but uh, no I think that teacher's pets it's, it's funny because coaches have got to be careful that they don't kind of show too much to somebody but there was if there was somebody that they always played when they maybe not shouldn't have done um dear me who would that have been maybe ever the teacher's pet no they were all just good players Rangers Graham never had any teacher's pet so he couldn't even he wouldn't entertain that no I think probably Dennis Mortimer was one of my early days so I thought yeah hi he's the one he's the one most skillful David Cooper first Probably best time. ever, best ever coops. Uh, I mean, uh, I was just so lucky that I never. This is going to sound daft. I was so lucky that I never played a lot when I was up there at Rangers <laughs> because I spent most of my time we we coop because we were we were normally most games him and I were subs and if mm-hmm. we weren't playing we'd go and we and play with the reserves on, on the weekend. So I spent an awful lot of time with David that year. I was at Ibrox. Uh, he was just the things he could do with a football were just mind blowing. And when I came here to Qatar and and became friendly and got to know Rude Hulett really well, and that's his hero in it, Rude Hulett. Ah, yeah. I've seen that. He's ah, a, his hero. He's in his old time eleven. Ah, he's great. Ah, he came ah, to me and said, "You were at Rangers, weren't you?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." I said, "Did you? Did you? Were you? Was David Cooper still there?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." How do you know David Cooper? And he went, mm-hmm. "I think David Cooper's. He's in my favourite all time eleven." I said, "Why?" And it really, not that it surprised me that Coops wasn't good enough to win it, but it surprised me that Rude knew. Exactly. Of me. It, wasn't, aye, it, it aye. wasn't like today when every game is on the TV. 
aye, you know, you'd aye. hardly find games back then exactly, in, the 80s. Aye, aye. in the 70s and 80s you couldn't find games on the telly so the fact that Coops's legend had spread to somebody like the three time world footballer of the year aye, exactly. uh, I speaks volumes ah, speaks masses for Coops and so I loved I loved Davies I've always put him down as the most skillful I've ever played with Trevor Stevens right up there as well Brian aye. Little who I played with at Villa in the early days aye. he was just sensational as well um I was just all jealous of them, you know. It was you watch him. You know, used to watch him with the football and think it was part of their body. You know what I mean? It was. Aye, aye. It was. It was unbelievable. Aye. Unbelievable. Worst trainer. Reedy. Aye. Peter Reed. Definitely. Yeah. We used to call him uh, on Mondays. Every Monday, um, he used to go at the weekend, play the game on Saturday, and be in, he'd be at a club called Benny's, I think in Bolton or Manchester, one or two. So every Monday, he'd come in. First thing you do, plastic bag over his gear, right? Get, get ready for gear. Then the sweatshirt, or the plastic bag would go on, then his top would go on, and that'd be him, and he'd start jogging around. And he'd be last, I mean, to be fair, I would normally be last with him, but um, he was jogging around, the sweat was just pouring out of him on a Monday. Uh, nice night at Benny's, weekend, really? Yeah, not bad, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, when I say he was a worst trainer, he, he, he was never found wanting ever on a football pitch. Yeah. But we used to laugh on a Monday about him, and uh, it, it was the Benny syndrome, we used to call it for Reedy when he, when he trained. But most, <laughs> most players are pretty good trainers. I mean, I remember when I was at Everton, I, was, I wasn't quick. And I can remember what you used to hate, if you were ever injured at Everton, you used to think, please, please don't put me in a run where either... Gary Stevens, again another Rangers player, or, yeah. or Trevor Stevens. I said because those two, I mean, they were resources, resources. Yeah. If you were ever in the same group as them, right? I used to just give up after ten yards. Right. That was me. They were a nightmare. But really, I could keep up with every day. Every day. <laughs> Who never gets the round in? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been at a football. I couldn't have been. I couldn't have been at a football club with. You know what they say, Andy? If you don't know the answer, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, look, if it was me, I'd be a very rich man by the way, boys. If I didn't <laughs> uh, so, no, I mean, that's a tough one because most of the guys I went out with are, are, are messed about with and, and were, I regarded as my mates. We're, we're, we're pretty good at getting rounds in. There was nobody found wanting. Hmm. Uh, Sharpie wasn't great, but he was always there. That Everton Graham Sharp, another joke. Why am I, t- why, why am I saying? <laughs> That's ridiculous. But yeah, you know, Sharp, he was, he was, a, he was good as well. I mean, I don't think we had too many. Um, right. Neville Southall wouldn't he buy a drink because he didn't drink. Right. So Neville, <laughs> Neville would not be putting his hand in his pocket. But he was so big and strong that no one mentioned it to him. He can get, he can get away with what he wanted. The big man. <laughs> but he wouldn't buy a drink. Neville wouldn't buy a drink. No. Biggest bam up merchant. Bam up, merchant. Bam up, merchant. Wind up. Oh, you've been too long in Scotland. Bam up. Wind up. I'd understood. Wind up. Have we heard the bam up? Yeah, we heard the bam up. Well, obviously, Boy State Rangers was a massive wind up merchant at Rangers. I mean, I think. Bad at Villa. We used to wind a few up at Villa. Um, he, they were good they were decent um, wind up merchant I mean McCoy's as good as I've seen aye. Aye. you know I, I, I wasn't there when Gaza was there sadly because I've heard so many stories of Paul 
and what you're doing. Again, it's the same. I come to the same people because it's it's they're the kind of life and soul of the football clubs. Right, um, right. You know, Reedy loved the wind up. We did. We had a wee group. We had the, the A team. Just shows you what life was like. We had the A team and the B team. We used to call it ever. <laughs> it was about four or five of us in the A team and about five of them in the B team. So right. a bit like that. So we used to wind them up quite a lot. And it was me, Reedy, like Sharpie and Adrian Heath, and a couple of others. So. Reedy was a good wind-up merchant as well. He was pretty good at that. Top shagger. (laughs) 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 Don't worry, you don't need to answer that, Andy. You don't need to answer, you can pass if you want, Andy. No, I'm not going to answer that, but what I will say, he's been mentioned already. (laughs) 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 Best you've played with. Well, you might not like this, mm-hmm. but it's true. Mm-hmm. It, would be, it would be when they're playing for Scotland, um, and it would be Dalglish. Aye. Um, I, knew that was, I knew that was coming there, Andy. It has boy. to be. It has to be. You know, I cannot lie. Um, you know, he was he was every bit as good as people thought he was. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a, an absolute joy to play with. I think I'm maybe a half a dozen, seven, eight games with him with Scotland, and uh, he was just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Could see things and do things that you know others couldn't. And yeah, he was, he was quick. He was tall. He was just brilliant. Just brilliant. Brilliant answer. Might be worth a fortune this day and age, Kenny. Now, oh, yeah, you couldn't buy him. I don't think. No, you couldn't buy him. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. So that's it for Football Daft this week. It has been a two-man team. We've, we got through it though, Stephen. We got so it'd be funny, man, if Ewan, if his name just came up on the screen and that was him just came it, Ewan Cameron has entered the room. Oh my God. <laughs> I wonder if there's still a power cut in Falkirk. I'll find it. I'll see him tomorrow morning. I'll ask him. Hey, I think we, sh- we should thank Nicola as well. Nicola, thank you so much. Nicola. You've got to speak as a podcast, Nicola. You can't speak. Can I just wave? Not everybody's got the video version. So if you want to sign up to Patreon, you'll get to see my gorgeous wife, Nicola, giving you a wave. There you go. There you go. There's a definite reason to get on it. There you go. Aye, that's it. That's it. No, John, it has been pleasant. It's been nice. It's been very straightforward. No fucking about. Hopefully Grado's back next week. Hopefully Toll definitely be and back. Toll definitely be back. Yeah. Uh, just obviously everybody just hope everybody's thoughts are with Grado at this difficult time as he's going round all these veterinary vet, veterinary what do you call them? Vets and building sites. Building sites where people don't know who he is. And, and so I'm I'm gonna have to ask Grado about that. So is he getting like the workplace around to do like a countdown and then he's Putting sw- hitting the sw- what what I've got in my mind is remember the episode of the office where David Brent plays simply the best on the ghetto ghetto blaster. He'll definitely be playing simply the best. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just look at looking at the fixtures uh, across the weekend uh, in the Premiership. Dundee United, Livingston. What you got there? Dundee, Dundee United. United. I'll take a draw on that one. Ross County, Dundee. I'll take a draw on that one. St Johnson, Aberdeen. Where is it? It's in Perth. Aberdeen have kind of picked up a wee bit, haven't they? Aye, I'll, go, I'll go with the Dons there. Johnson have struggled a bit this season. Aye, though. I'll go with the Dons. St Mirren, Hibs, that's an interesting <laughs> one. Hibs away to, in Paisley. I'll go with St Mirren. Right, 
I'll do I'll do Celtic Motherwell first. Celtic at Mo- home. Motherwell. Motherwell. <laughs> <laughs> and then the one that you're shiting yourself, Hearts Rangers, and that twelve o'clock kickoff on Sunday. That's that's, so like, that's my that's my birthday by the way. I'm looking forward to sitting. The down. birthday's on Sunday. The birthday's on Sunday. Is that how you're going to hospitality on Saturday? Wait for hospitality on the Saturday. Is that a present for the missus? No, it's a present to myself. Aww. With the boys. Mate, you've kept that quiet. We're doing panel, so come January, we'll get that wee day. Nicker doesn't know yet, I need to tell her what we're doing. You, you, bet you can do that after the podcast. Tell Nick, <laughs> that tell Nick all the plan that we're going to go to a pub and then go to wherever. She, she said I'm part of the show now, I'm coming. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, in the lower leagues, a couple of tasty ones in the championship, Partick Thistle versus our bro. That's a biggie. That's a biggie. Our, can our both do it? I mean, you, Dick Campbell, what a job. And our friend of the show, Ricky. Like, a legend. The, Close the, Ricky. the captain himself. The, uh, the, the unofficial skipper. Yep, exactly. And Wraith Kilmarnock as well. Um, Kelly's starting to slip a, slip a wee bit. So I'll bit. take Wraith for that one. Airdrie Queen's Park in League One. Airdrie going well. I mean, if Who are you playing? We've got Cove Rangers, so... Oh, so you have. That's the fucking biggie, because that's going to be when John McInally gets blitzed out his tits and tries to have a square goal with Paul Hartley. That might happen, that might happen. So oh, if I'm not on football daft next week, that you know what's happened, I'll be in the jail. If someone could send bail money, I'd really appreciate <laughs> that. Thanks very much. Stephen, thanks very much. Um, Thank you, John. We're back to a full team next week. Remember, in the meantime, in fact, it's probably best not to review because you'll probably be sending reviews right now of fucking it's lost its shit now, football daft. None of these Aye. bastards turn up to even buy So don't leave a review, that. but if you want to say something nice, go to Apple Podcasts. Right Aye. now, Give us five stars, that'd be spot on. Uh, and get us on socials at Football Daft Pod. Football Daft Podcast on Insta or just Football Daft on Facebook. Um, and that is it for the show. We'll get up the road now. Um, best of luck to whoever your team's playing at the weekend. Yep, I'm away to get my tights and my fake tits on. <laughs> All right, see you, Bobina. Audio Frontier.